Hey sis, I'm your host, LaShondra Smith. Welcome to Balance Her Faith Podcast. Each week we balance life together through God's word, interviews, and our testimonies. You may cry, you may laugh, possibly even both. All I can promise you is that each show won't be the same, but it will always be real. Tell your girls to tune in, subscribe, and don't forget to leave a review. Just going to jump right on in to five reasons why the vision fails. I hear so many people say they want to start their own business or go back to school, but it never gets past that. If the idea was planted there, it's the likely assumption that's our purpose, because why would the thought come to mind or to our heart? Is it a purpose beyond us just speaking it? Maybe, but let's evaluate where the thought comes from. Was the thought truly from God or what you have been observing of others? Example, social media. How many of us are chasing dreams and goals based on what we have seen others do or a life that took them years to create and we see the visible manifestation of it and say, oh yeah, I can do that. That's my vision too. I like fashion. I like weave, etc. So yeah, I'm going to start that business. But a hobby and a passion is two different things. But let's say you do feel like you're passionate about it, that I felt it in my heart. I feel like it's the right thing to do. But Jeremiah 17, 9 says, the heart is more deceitful than all else and is desperately sick. Who can understand it? So now we understand that just because it feels like it may be something we should do, it doesn't make it so. Therefore, the first reason the vision failed is that the vision wasn't meant for you. I know that's going to be kind of hard to process because a lot of us have made up in our minds that this is our purpose. Whatever we're walking in in this moment and we're feeling like, okay, I like doing this and we haven't consulted God about it. That's why the vision fails. As I mentioned in the first episode, some of us have skills and gifts in many areas and we think because we do so, we should be using all of them for some grand purpose. But I challenge you to see God in that grand purpose. See, just because you have a skill in something, that does not mean that's your vision. That skill could have been to get you through a certain season that you're currently in, what you needed to possibly provide for your family at that appointed time. I use myself as an example. I went to nursing school. I thought that I love helping people. I want to help people. So this has to be my purpose. Why wouldn't it be? Then I get into nursing and fast forward 12, 13 years later, I don't even like nursing. And it's because of the politics behind it. You don't just get to go and help people like you think you do. You get to help people in the way that your company that pays you tells you to help them. And you get to sometimes have to make a decision about doing something that you know is not right for a patient because your job is totally looking at the profits. So although that looked like my purpose, it felt like my purpose, and my purpose is to help people, help women such as yourself, but I went about it in the wrong way because I didn't consult God about it. But that was specific for me to do during that time because in that season, my family needed the financial stability that nursing would provide for us. It was a job that I was able to bear, a job that allowed me to provide for my family. So even though I am good at it, even though I am skilled at it, that does not mean that that is the grand purpose that God has for my life. When we go off on our own interests and beliefs without consulting God, we end up chasing a vision or purpose that was never meant for us. Again, a hobby and a passion is two different things. Is that hobby something you will want to do without being paid for it every day and still 
enjoy it. That's a big clue that it's your purpose. When God begins to lay out the steps and open the doors for what you're doing, that's confirmation. However, how often do we seek his confirmation? Then we sit back and wonder, okay, why is this thing not working? When you're walking in your purpose, no matter how long it takes, you will always see some type of progression, even if it's small baby steps. If you can look back years and years and no progression is happening and you are completely at a standstill, that's a big clue, sis, that you're not walking in your purpose with God. You're walking in the purpose that you chose for yourself. Second reason why the vision fails, fear. Not only do we allow others to define us by our past, but we define ourselves by our past. That same past that the enemy uses to distract us and we completely forget about the fact that God has forgiven us for all of it. Even if we tried it once and for whatever reason we quit, but go back and try it again, God honors that. He does not look at you and say, oh, you failed the last time, so I'm not gonna open the door for you. He is a God of second chance. As long as you are showing the effort and putting forth the time that you're spending with him and prayer with him, he's going to guide your steps. And there's nothing that the enemy can do to stop it if that is your ordained purpose. Back in 2011, when I first really recognized I had been chosen for a specific purpose, I was super excited about it. I was on fire for God until I allowed the enemy to drown that fire. He started in my thoughts, pointing out every flaw, every single thing I ever did in the past, things that I thought. I had gotten over, teen mom, molestation, rejection, every single moment in my life that I felt the worst, he reminded me. Much like that replay button that he's playing in your head right now, as you are thinking about all the things that you feel like you should be doing or the purpose that you feel God is directing you in. But I digress. I had to push through and I called myself holding myself accountable by announcing it on Facebook. A friend of mine says, so now you are religious, huh? Oh, you a Christian, huh? That won't last. At the time, and to this day, I know that friend had no idea how much she let the enemy use her. As a friend, honesty is important. However, some things just don't need to be said. If your friend is trying to do anything positive, telling them that they can't is the worst thing you could do. Even if you don't believe it, let them show you. I allowed that one moment to throw me behind seven years before I even attempted again. And it took tragedy and God getting me to a point of isolation that I no longer care about what other people think. That's the part of fear you truly have to let go of first. People are always going to have something to say. Whether you're doing the right thing, the wrong thing, they're going to talk. People specifically have something to say when you're trying to better yourself. And if they think that you are leaving them behind, oh, sis, you might as well get ready because they're coming for you. The third reason the vision fails is we decide that we want to do something and we just immediately go by whatever we have seen in the past or whatever we've experienced in the past. We don't bother to research. We don't get on Google. We don't take classes. We don't reach out to other people that are doing the same thing so that we can learn from them. And that's a lot of reason why the vision fails because we're not only unprepared, but we don't have the willingness to learn from someone else who's doing it because we view everybody else's competition. Everyone is in competition. Everybody can't do what you do. This podcast is a prime example. There are plenty of podcasts out here. There are plenty of podcasts 
podcasts that discuss God, faith, his word, all of those things. But those podcasts don't have LaShondra. They don't have my experiences. Therefore, God can still use me in a mass of people. We're talking 300K people doing podcasts, even more than that. But those 300K are not me. That is how good God is and how he's designed us to be so different from every single person on this earth that we can literally be doing the same thing and still get different results because we are assigned to different people. We're also not prepared in our prayer life. We don't pray about the vision. We don't pray about the enemy's attacks that will come because we're trying to fulfill the vision. Everything in life we look at is being proactive. When we get ready for work in the morning, we prepare our clothes the night before. We get the kids' lunches together so that they're ready to go. But when it comes to our life, we are not proactive. Proactive is praying to God to help protect us from the things that are going to come because the enemy does not want you to fulfill this purpose. That's what you really need to understand. He's going to do and try every attack that he possibly can to keep you from fulfilling it. And the first thing that he's going to attack is your mind. So you have to be prepared, prepared in your research prepared and what it takes to get things started. When I decided to do this podcast, I researched for months before I even put out the idea of doing it. I wanted to understand what does my cover art need to look like? What hosting site do I need to use? What are my topics? What is it that I can even bring to the kingdom if I do this podcast? You cannot just go into the vision, even though you know it's something you were told to do without being prepared. The fourth reason why the vision fails is you have no follow through. If you're one of those people that always starts something and never finishes, you will never be able to fulfill your purpose in the vision. And you can actually forfeit the vision because you won't put in the time or invest in yourself to make it happen. He can give it to someone else. And you can throw yourself seven years behind like I did because you don't have the confidence to follow through. You're not consistent. Consistency is key in any purpose that you're trying to fulfill because honestly, there are many people. There's probably 1% of the population who walks into their purpose and things happen overnight. It's not going to happen like that, sis. You have to be prepared to be consistent. You're not willing to put in the work. You're not willing to show up each day. The vision is not going to happen. You have to be consistent and you have to have follow through. The fifth reason the vision fails is your circle. When I initially planned this episode, I had down four reasons why the vision fails. And then I began to record and this last one came to mind, but it's very crucial. Who you have around you while you are trying to complete the vision is important. One of the most important things you can do while you are trying to walk in your purpose is to make sure that you have the right circle around you. As I just stated, I already had a friend that said to me, hey, this is not going to last long. You are going to have to cut some of your friends when you are walking in your purpose. And I know this is not something that you want to hear. There's probably some friends right now you're already considering, but you've been hesitant because you love your friends. And that's okay. What we have to learn is that it's okay to love certain people from a distance. And that's truth. It may sound cliche, but it's actually fact. You have to learn when you have people around you that are dragging you down, 
that have no intentions of helping you towards your purpose. Your circle is so important. God's word says literally a friend can convince you to sin. So if you're trying to walk in God and part of that walking in God is submission and obedience and you have friendships that they still want to go only to the club. They don't even want to go to a church conference with you. When you call them with a problem, their first inclination isn't even to pray for you. It's to either encourage you to go do something crazy, encourage you to be angry. There's no forgiveness. There's no talking you down off the ledge. Those people are not people that will help you get to your vision. It's crazy because my parents weren't preachers, but you would have thought I was a preacher's kid. They were very adamant about my lifestyle and where I went. I was not able to even join any school programs or clubs. They were so strict. I couldn't even go down the street to my friend's house. Everything had to be orchestrated through my father. Now, as I've gotten older, I realized that my father had a very controlling nature. He was abusive in several ways towards my mother and not only to me. And when the abuse stopped being physical, it became a mental thing. He would talk down to my mother. He isolated her so that she would not want to have friends or have people over. And that trickled down to me. So when I did get older and finally got away from the house and what I say at that time was a jail cell, I didn't even know how to socialize with people. Even to this day, it is a chore for me. I am a natural introvert because I had to spend all of my childhood in a room. I wasn't allowed to go anywhere. So interacting with people does not come easy for me. When you see me in my gift, it is truly God. Because if it was me, I wouldn't talk to anybody, if I'm being honest. But that's just how God works. So when I did begin to develop friendships, I didn't even know what a healthy friendship looked like. I just wanted a friend. I just wanted someone who would spend time with me, who I could hang out with, who I felt like they loved me. So I began to lose my identity in my friendships. The relationship that I had with Christ was on the back burner because my friends wanted to club. My friends wanted to go out all the time. My friends wanted to do this. My friends wanted to do that. I needed to do what they wanted to do so that I could stay in the clique. I did not understand at the time how wrong that was and how much I was withholding my own destiny because I wanted to please my friends. How many of us are doing things right now at this very moment because we want to please our friends? How many of us are not doing what we're supposed to do because we want to please our friends? This is why your circle is so important. You have to have a circle that prays for you. At this point in my life, if my circle is not praying for me, I don't want it. I am okay with being by myself. I am okay with being that little girl in the room alone until God brings me the right friendships. Because where God is taking me, I have to have people who are of one accord and who believe in the vision that he set forth for me. Because when I get discouraged, those friendships are supposed to help me when I am weak. How can the vision be fulfilled if the people around you are constantly telling you what you cannot do based on what they can do? That's them. That's not you. So the fifth reason why the vision fails is your circle. So let's recap. Five reasons why the vision fails. It wasn't the vision meant for you. It's the vision that you chose. Fear. 
your flaws and the things and thoughts that the enemy has put into your head and worrying about what others think. No follow through is number three. No consistency, time or the communication needed to God so that you can follow through. Number four, you're unprepared. No research, no proactive prayer life. You have no strategy. And number five, your circle. If your circle isn't praying for you, that isn't really your circle. Your circle is the people that pray for you. Heavenly Father, when the enemy tries to come in and tell us what we cannot do, when we begin to walk and operate in a spirit of fear, remind us that you have not given us that spirit, Father God, and that fear comes from the enemy and not you, Lord Jesus. Help us to stay focused on your word. Help us to stay focused on your direction, Father God, and help us to surround ourselves with the right people that will push us into what you have for us, Lord Jesus. We thank you. We praise you. We love you. We thank you for the opportunity to even speak to you right now through this podcast, Lord Jesus. Jesus, and we pray that every person who needs to hear from you can hear from you through this platform that you have given me, Father God. Less of me and more of you, Lord Jesus. And I pray for each and every listener, Lord Jesus, that you would direct their steps, that they know that they can depend on you, Father God, and only you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. I'm going to go ahead and end this segment with this particular quote by P.K. Bernard. A man without a vision is a man without a future. A man without a future will always return to his past. Sis, let go of your past, walk in your purpose, prepare yourself, and surround yourself with the right people. Make sure you tune in next week as we discuss why purpose ain't free. I'm going to have a special guest, a close friend of mine, which I will reveal on my Instagram, Women With Balance, sometime this week. Thanks for tuning in and make sure to visit womenwithbalance.org to join our community. Connect with me on social media at Women With Balance. And again, if you love the show, please leave a rating, subscribe, and share so I can keep these episodes coming. Until next week, sis, God, love, and balance.